Here's what's coming up on today's show. If you're still reporting a good income, Medicare be, can be expensive. You know, looking at the top tier right now, what I'm looking at for 2024, $454.20 um, just for the Medicare portion alone. And then you got to add on the supplement and you got to add on the prescription. This is the Retire Happy Podcast with John Amarino, fiduciary financial advisor at Securus Financial in the San Diego area, and Thomas O'Connell, president of International Financial Advisory Group, Inc. in Rockaway, New Jersey. Together, they'll be keeping retirement happy from coast to coast. Welcome back to another episode of the Retire Happy Podcast. I'm your host on the West Coast, John Iamarino, and I am joined by my esteemed co-host on the East Coast, Mr. Tom O'Connell. Tommy, how you doing, buddy? Hey, hey, hey. How's it going? Good, good. I uh, heard you did some more traveling, and uh, we got a college picked out, maybe, for Emma? Well, we have a, a number one choice. Uh, so, yeah, we were down in Virginia, so a couple more schools, University of Richmond, William & Mary, She's actually a legacy. My brother and my niece both went there. So that helps out, I think. Uh, but it looks like Vassar College and Poughkeepsie, New York is the number one choice. So that application just went in. And so we'll see what happens. Nice. And how far is that from you? Yeah, it's only about a two hour drive. So it's it's huh. not it's not bad. It's not bad. Nice. A nice, nice school. Nice. And uh um Meryl Streep went there and she actually also went to the same high school as Emma. So she has something there. There you go. There you go. Well, folks, it's that time of the year. It's October in open enrollment for Medicare. So uh, we have a great host. And Tommy, I'm going to let you introduce that host. And we're going to talk Medicare on today's podcast. So Tommy, go ahead and uh, tell us your friend here. All right. So uh, Bob Shalongo is vice president of sales at Coastal Financial Group in Montville, New Jersey. And if that company name sounds familiar, we had the president, Tom Tyson, on last year talking about property casualty uh, and uh, group benefits. So Bob is his his expert there uh, in the Medicare arena. Bob's a 37-year veteran of the insurance industry. Prior to joining Coastal, he worked for companies such as Aetna, Prudential, United Healthcare, in sales and management. And he has also served on the small business board at the New Jersey Department of Insurance and is past president of the New Jersey Health Underwriters Association. Uh, he's an expert in not only Medicare, but uh, employee benefits, working with small, medium-sized businesses all throughout the tri-state area and nationally. And when he's not working which I, it doesn't seem like he has a lot of free time based on his background there. Uh, he's an avid outdoorsman and he loves spending time at his beach house in South Carolina with his uh, wife, Lorraine, and their kids. So ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you, Mr. Bob Shalongo. <laughs> And today's guest, the Vice President of Sales at Coastal Financial Group, it's Bob Shalongo. Thanks for having me on, Tom and John. Look forward to uh, helping you guys out. Great to have you. Thanks for yeah. taking the time today to do this. Thanks, Bob. Hey, Bob. Uh, so obviously, Medicare is a huge part of the retirement life. Uh, you know, for a lot of people that retire early, this is a uh, 
this is an age they look forward to, right? Because uh, healthcare costs are about to go down. Uh, so can you kind of tell us, uh, obviously, you have an impressive background, but just tell us a little bit uh, more about your journey with Medicare, and, and then we'll kind of talk a little bit more about what uh, you think clients should be planning for this year. Thanks, John. So here at Coastal Financial Group, we're uh, primarily a benefits agency. We're full service, but we really focus on the benefits. And we, we deal with a lot of small, medium-sized employers. And Medicare is a huge topic, especially with all the baby boomers now starting to hit Medicare age. And it can definitely be a confusing time for seniors at this point. So both folks that are retired or people who are coming off of group plans, and we could talk a little bit about both um, to kind of give people a little direction on what to do. But right now they're being inundated with mailers. Every time you watch TV, especially during the daytime, you're seeing plenty of ads from all the different Medicare suppliers. Um, you know, there's two different ways that people can go when they're on Medicare. Uh, you can stick with, with original Medicare and purchase a supplement plan and a prescription plan, or you can go to the Medicare Advantage. But uh, I think it's real important for folks to take a look at this annually and make sure that you're in the right fit because everybody has different preferred drug lists. And there's different tools out there that brokers and agents can actually use um, by submitting things like your list of prescriptions. And, and it can really help you make sure that you're going to have the lowest out-of-pocket costs getting the most bang for your buck. Uh, when you talk about things like the Medicare Advantage, you know, especially when you're watching TV, there's some great aspects and pros to, to being in a Medicare Advantage plan. Some are low cost or no cost. You can actually find some plans that are um, zero dollars and they're all going to include some additional benefits because it's a very competitive market. Uh, it's lucrative for these uh, vendors to, to offer this product because, you know, Medicare reimburses them. So, uh, you, you know, they're going to throw in things like dental plans, gym memberships, uh, reimbursements for, for healthy living, eyeglasses. So it can really sound, you know, like a great way to go. But again, part of the, the challenge is what networks do they use? Do your providers take it? So a lot of times we'll have people who, who get kind of caught up in that trap of all the free things that come with it. But when they go to use it, they realize that none of their doctors take it. So it's real important to make sure that you're uh, checking if your providers take it, your local hospitals take it, your pharmacies. Because, again, the benefits can be really attractive. But if um, you, you fall into that trap and you can't use your doctors, you're not going to be quite so happy. Uh, on the other hand, you do have the Medicare supplements and a, a, a separate prescription card. The Medicare supplement products are all mandated by Medicare, they all have to comply. So there's lots and lots of vendors out there. Um, I don't know if we're necessarily throwing out names, but all your typical blues and the national carriers all, all offer a different um, supplement product. But um, you know the, the beauty about that is you can use any provider that accepts Medicare, which is pretty much everybody. Um, so the premiums are obviously going to be higher. But um, there's some fantastic benefits out there. Again, Medicare is, is a very strong plan. You know, I think there's sometimes a negative connotation that comes with Medicare. Uh, people think, well, Medicare doesn't pay for this, doesn't pay for that. It's actually a great health plan. It really is. And you pay into it all these years, you know, while you're working. So it's something that everybody um, should really kind of look forward to because it does help control costs a little bit more. 
than some of the products that are out there now in the individual and, and group. And again, we could talk about that a little bit later, but um, b- both are very good. Whether you go to Advantage, you go to Supplement, um, and again, the, the separate prescription card that you can buy alongside the supplements. Uh, there's ways to make sure that your drugs are um, on the list and you're, you're getting the lowest out-of-pocket costs. But again, there's some great products out there, but people need to educate themselves. And I really encourage people to work with brokers and agents because the commissions that they're uh, paid are are not coming out of your pocket. It's built in and it's paid directly from Medicare and from, um, you know, right, right from the vendors. So it, it, I would definitely encourage people to work with licensed professionals. With the Advantage plans, Bob, are those more, uh, say, regional coverages, meaning, you know, we're both in New Jersey. So let's say I live in New Jersey, but then I spend the winter months in Florida. Uh, is that plan going to follow me or is, uh, am I stuck with my New Jersey doctors only? Great question, Tom. And, and that's what I was alluding to with networks. The the Medicare Advantage plans um, will be filed in certain markets. So that's a real important, uh, if you're a snowbird and you go down to Florida in the, in the winters, um, you, you're going to want to make sure that they have some kind of network access the way I would really explain it, and, and boy, everybody always hated this this word, HMO. It, it's more like an HMO product because you literally come off of the Medicare plan and go into that carrier's or, or third-party vendor's um, network. So again, that's where you got to make sure that access is there. As where, like I said, when it's the Medicare supplement, it uses any provider in the country that deals with um, Medicare so if you're up here in New Jersey in, in the summer months and you go down to Florida in the winter months, it goes with you. you it's a national plan. In fact, it, it, uh, the there are some limited benefits. Yeah, the supplement. There are some limited benefits even like out of the country. But um, the, the Medicare Advantage is more like an HMO. So it is a local health plan using a local network. And, and again, they're all going to be different. And don't also fall into the trap of some of the national carriers you know, whether you're talking about like an Aetna, Cigna, you know, with national networks, because they're different networks. So if you go to one of those kinds of national companies and you go into their Medicare Advantage plan, it's not the same network you're getting on the group platform. So again, homework is real important. Um, I can't emphasize it enough. Okay. And Bob, you made a great point that it doesn't cost the client anything to work with you because the insurance companies are paying you. And the importance uh, of Medicare, I mean, the decisions that need to be made are are crucial because, correct me if I'm wrong here, during Medicare, you don't have to qualify health-wise, right? You don't have any underwriting. However, if you choose, chose, oh, you know what? I want that free gym membership. They're giving me, uh, you know, some Warby Parker glasses or whatever for free. And you go for all those little, you know, what you think are bells and whistles and you choose Medicare Advantage and then... You know, like you said, you're a snowbird and you realize that, oops, I need a Medicare supplement. Well, once you've made that first initial uh, decision to go on Medicare Advantage, and then let's say a year or two later, you want to choose a supplement. Now you have to underwrite, correct? Well, when you first go into any of the Medicare products, once you turn 65, you're eligible the first of the month that you turn 65. Um, There's no underwriting at that point. That's, you know, your initial enrollment. Um, if you're in certain products and you have health conditions and you try to move the following year, then there could be medical underwriting. So it's all going to depend on um, which products you're in. So again, it's just important to know where you're going in, but you do have the annual open enrollment. 
Um, but again, you're locked in for the year. So if, if you got caught up in that trap and you end up going down to Florida for the winter and you realize that you don't have access, that can be a problem, John. Definitely. Yeah. So obviously that's something you're going to be vetting for in your discovery process to make sure uh, they don't get caught up in that trap. Because I have seen that with you know some people in the past and it turns out to be a huge, huge issue there. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, there there are certain triggering effects that you you can get out sometimes, but n- not so much. And you know, when you're uh, especially if you you have a condition, or if you end up in like a nursing home, acute care, um, th- then it could be a little bit trickier to get out. So d- definitely do your homework up front. So with with the supplement, you're gonna you're usually gonna have a premium, and even if the advantage does, the supplement's gonna be a higher premium. Um, but I've I've seen in some cases where you really don't have a copay after that or a lower copay. So you you're basically your your cost is just average and it's gonna be a, a higher monthly cost where advantage you may not have any premiums, but then you're gonna have an out-of-pocket maximum, kind of like the HMO. And then I've also heard it's a two-part question that with the supplement, if the do- if the doctor like like the approval process is a little bit more streamlined, whereas you're the that's more uh if the doctor says you need it, the chances are you're gonna get the coverage where with the HMO, the advantage plans, you have to deal with the insurance companies. Can you talk about those two differences? Yeah, John, the the Medicare Advantage programs, again, I'm I'm gonna refer back to the comment I made before. It's more like an HMO and everybody knows what the HMOs you know, you have your gatekeeper, you have your approval process. So it's definitely going to be a tighter managed process when you talk about Medicare Advantage, as where when it comes down to the Medicare supplement, Medicare dictates what the benefits are, and they are what they are. And again, it doesn't matter which company you go to, the benefits are going to be the same. So you have your base Medicare, and then you have your supplement, the supplement will pick up pieces that the part B and A which we can get into a little bit later what what each one stands for. But the supplement will help cover some of the out-of-pocket costs. And again, they are going to cost you a little bit more. And again, we can dive into the cost a little bit in in a minute when we especially talk about Irma. But um, definitely, you're right. The Medicare Advantage would be a little bit tighter managed product than the Medicare supplement. So I'm just going to take a couple of steps back to the very beginning of everything. And something that you mentioned, uh, age 65 is important because- that's when you have to sign up for Medicare. Even if you have coverage, uh, say uh, you're still working and you have coverage, you still have to sign up for it. And that's something that I think a lot of people are confused by now because their age 67 is the starting date for a lot of people on their social security. So people in the past have always tied those two together. Is that uh, something that is a big problem these days? Do you find a lot of people uh, missing out on that because of that? You know, Tom, great, great question. And especially during these days, people are working longer. People are not necessarily retiring at 65, Um, especially like you said, with social security not kicking in until 67. People say, well, I'll hold on for a couple more years and continue to work at my uh, employer. Well, that's where it gets even trickier because uh, you, you know, especially when you call Medicare and you say, well, I'm working, do I need Medicare? Unfortunately, a lot of times they're going to give out the wrong answer. And that's why I really encourage people, you know, not just because we're we're a broker, but work with a licensed professional because uh, you think you call Medicare, you're getting the right answer. So here's the way it works. If you're actively at work and your employer has 
20 or more employees, they are going to be primary over Medicare and you do not need to enroll at that point. When you do eventually retire or leave or get terminated, it opens up a special open enrollment for you to enroll into Medicare products. But if your company has less than 20 employees, Medicare is prime. It's really important because again, if you call Medicare and, and you tell them you're employed, they don't ask the second question, well, how many employees does your, your company have? If it's less than 20, Medicare is going to be prime. And if you don't enroll into the Medicare products, you're going to have a gap in coverage because the insurance companies that your employer uses are not going to pay primary, even if you didn't enroll. So even if you got bad advice, they're not going to pay primary. So when it comes to Medicare, yes, when you turn 65, the, the first day of the month that you turn 65, you're eligible to go on to the Medicare. Uh, if your birthday is actually on the first, it's actually the prior month where you're, you're actually eligible and you can enroll up to three months prior or three months after. Um, but again, when you have less than 20 employees, you're going to be paying that. So that's where, again, you need to do a little bit of homework because it depends on what your employer is contributing. If your employer is paying a good portion of the, the premium, it still could work out in your favor from a financial standpoint to, you know, to stay on Medicare. Or if they're not contributing, especially with today's world with the Affordable Care Act, better known as Obamacare, a lot of these plans for small employers are age rated. So the older you are, the more you pay. So you really got to do your homework because, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but Medicare, you know, years ago was not expensive to buy. Now it's based on income. And we'll dive into that a little bit more in a minute, but um, it's not inexpensive anymore. So people really have to do their homework. So again, if you're employed, it depends on the size of the company. 20 is the magic number. 20 or more, you don't need to enroll. If you retire after that, it opens up a special open enrollment that you can enroll into the products with no penalty. Some of the other things that you'll also hear too, if um, your employer's plan is using a qualified prescription plan that's compliant with Medicare, because if it's not, then you'll pay a penalty when you do go into the Medicare products. If the prescription is compliant, then there's no penalties at all. And again, with that special open enrollment, you have no penalty. So people should do the homework, do the math. Should I stay on my employer plan? Should I come off? But again, 65 is the, is the number where you become eligible. And again, even if you're employed, you need to understand how the, the rules work. Let's talk about that penalty that, that you mentioned. What is the penalty for screwing up the open enrollment process? If you were supposed, let's say you, you're retired now at 65 and you don't yeah. open a role during that time. Like Tommy using the example, oh, I thought I was going to be full retirement age at 67. And at 67, now all of a sudden you open enroll for Medicare and claim Social Security. Well, when when you if you don't enroll in a timely fashion, you can you can go through medical underwriting and then you could be rated up. The the rates can go up pretty high if you've missed that open enrollment and um again you just missed the dates. But when it comes to things like that prescription card I was talking about, I mean to talk about how costly the mistake can be, it could be a couple percent. Now, the, the the prescription costs compared to the supplemental are not crazy expensive. I mean, they're they're not inexpensive, but it's 2% for life, John. So if you make a mistake and you weren't in a compliant prescription plan, that 2% is going to stay with you for life. So again, at 2% on a smaller number is not huge, but for life, that makes it pretty expensive. Yeah. Now, 
on the open enrollment, let's say you have someone who they they they're 65, they turn 65 in April. And uh, so they they enroll in Medicare, they get their advantage or su- their supplement plan. Do they have to re-enroll later that year or is it going to be like, so if, if it's April 2023, would they have to do open enrollment again in October through December of 2023 or would that be 2024? Okay. So everything's based on annual and some of the carriers will hold rates, things like that. But when you enroll into a plan, you're you're basically going to be in there and it's going to be automatically renewed unless you do make a change. Nobody's coming to you. So when, again, they talk about open enrollment, that's your opportunity to look at other carriers. But if you're with a carrier already, it's just going to roll over. But it's also important to note that that's when the carriers typically file for any kind of rate increases. So again, you got to keep your eye on it and, and take a look at what's out there. And again, from a cost perspective, um, carriers will be different. So you got to check different carriers as well. And again, John, uh, the back to that prescription, these lists change, even like at your employer, the preferred drug listings and the formularies, they do change. Uh, everything's based on, you know, these pharmaceutical companies, um, you know, they, they file for a patent. And then once that patent is up, the generics become available. The carriers do change the list. So you're prescriptions could also change and they can actually change throughout the year. But again, at open enrollment, that's your opportunity to go out and, and, and shop it as well. So with the, with the different carriers, uh, is there a no, the plans, I guess the ABCDEFG plans are regulated. So those benefits I I'm assuming have to, are all the same, no matter what carrier you're utilizing, but, why should people be looking at different carriers? Why should they be comparing? Is it just simply cost? Is it service? Is it all of that? Are there other variables that people should be aware of? Cost, service, and the prescription drug listing. See if it's changed. The supplements, like you said, Tom, are regulated. So it's it's a plan that all the carriers have to offer, whether it's A, B, C, D, et cetera. When it comes to the Medicare Advantage they don't have to be the same. So that's why you got to do side-by-side comparisons when, when you're looking at these things. Excellent. So now that we're in open enrollment, open enrollment, that just means you have basically from October 15th through December 7th to make any changes to your plans, whether it's a new carrier or do they have different plan coverages within the Medicare Advantage? Medicare Advantage plans can differ. So carrier A versus carrier B may not be the same. And again, even the bells and whistles could be a little bit different. Some may offer the gym membership, some may not, things like that. But uh, as far as the, the supplements, if what you know, if they change the base plans, all the carriers are changing the base plans. Okay. And we, um, saw, we, we saw uh, that this year's premiums are going up by uh, 6%. Is that correct? Yeah, it's going up. And, you know, like I mentioned before, one of the, um, you know, years ago, Medicare wasn't very expensive. You'd have the premiums that would be, you know, like $50. Well, now it's based on income. And the way they determine that is um, they look at your previous two years of income and it's what's uh, the adjusted income that's reported to Social Security. So, you know, right now, the the limit before it starts to go up is 97000 for an individual, 194000 for uh for family or joint. Going into 2024, that, that got bumped up to 103 for an individual, 206 for family and joint. So again, it, it's going to be based on your income the previous two years. 
which is real important to know too, because the way this works is, you know, you can go back and dispute that amount if you have a qualifying event. So let's say your your income has changed, uh, you're retiring, you're not going to have that income, you're, you're going to lose rental income. There's a, there's a number of different triggers that can help you, but you need to go back and actually dispute that number. If not, they're going to go purely what was based on uh, what was reported to, to um, Social Security. And again, these things start to, to bump up quite a bit. You know, the triggers go from 103 to 129,000 to 161 to 193. And then again, the premiums will more than double based on income. So if you're still reporting a good income, Medicare can be expensive. You know, looking at the top tier right now, what I'm looking at for 2024, $454.20 um, just for the Medicare portion alone. And then you got to add on the supplement and you got to add on the prescription. So it can be expensive. And that's what I was talking about too. When uh, folks are still employed, you need to do the homework because even though premiums are higher on the group plans based on age, if you're a, a small employer, as an example, the premiums on this is, is pretty expensive. It can be if you're making a pretty good income. So again, um, look at what you're paying, look at what your employer's paying. Note that when you're at your employer, it's coming out pre-tax. So you really have to do the math and see what the end number is on whether you think you should stay on your employer plan or come off. Now, from a, that's an employee because an employee gets an employee benefit. If you're the owner of the company, and a lot of times our, you know, the owners of our company are um, some of the older folks in the group, then you got to have to also talk to your accountant because are you uh, treating it as income? Are you writing off through the company? So even though you own the company, some and again, if you write it off, that's great. But if you're treating it as income, you still might want to, you know, try to control your costs and look at different alternatives instead of just staying on the group plan. When you start adding up all those numbers, if you're not careful that your uh, Medicare costs could actually cost you more than if you were participating in a group plan, right? Yeah. I mean, the Medigap, or I guess you get what's called the supplemental plans, uh, from what I've seen on average in this year, where we are in our area, run between three $400 a month. You have two, two people, husband and wife, right? That's another six or $800. And then if you're good earners, I mean, you're talking, you could be talking well over a thousand to $1,500 a month in cost just for, for healthcare when you're retired. Am I off base? No, no, no. You're hitting the nail on the head. You know, and again, uh, a lot of times, especially if you're the employee, and again, from an owner, you might be, you know, treating the the premiums as depending on how you file your company, you could be treating it as income and paying tax on that, right? But from an employee standpoint, don't forget you're you're also then giving up your employee benefit because an employer can't pay for individual premiums like Medicare and supplement because it's not a group plan, so it's not a qualified write-off for um, for a group. Um, so sometimes as an employee, even if you had to pay the Medicare, if your employer is contributing a good amount, sometimes it makes sense to stay on the group plan. Sometimes it makes sense to come off. So again, it, again, work with a licensed professional, Be your professional, fight your Medicare <laughs> professional. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And, and, you know, I mean, Tommy and I, we've talked about this countless times in our workshops, our videos, our podcasts, right? Calling it, and, and I like to say this phrase, calling it a Medicare 
you know, health premium is lipstick on a pig. It's a tax. It's one of the tax torpedoes or the tax gotchas in retirement. You you brought up a good point because I had a high income earner attorney, seven figures. And, you know, I said, hey, by the way, you need to fill out this form. Um, you know, we, we have to adjust you, you had a retirement. You're not making this anymore. And that was a significant drop. I mean, he went from the top tier to the second tier in Medicare. And it's ended up saving him uh, almost like, you know, based on on everything, almost like 800 bucks a month. And that that is is taxes. So that form is extremely important. Like like you said, if you are having that change in uh, income and with the Medicare Irma, you have to understand, folks, you know, what Bob was talking about when it comes to Medicare Irma and, you know, Tommy and I have both I could speak on us both because we both use use this terminology with our clients. It's a cliff. One dollar can cost you. 250 bucks a month in extra Medicare taxes. So if you went at $97,001, which could have been a, you know, a capital gain uh, on a phantom capital gain or just some innocuous tax that added to your modified adjusted gross income, that $1 just increased your Medicare tax, you know, for a couple up to, you know, potentially 200 bucks a month. Uh, you know, $2,500 a year. So, you know, it's definitely something you want to pay attention to. And, you know, I'm glad, uh, Bob, that we talked about the whole Medicare Irma because that is a huge cost um, for retirees. And, you know, Tommy, bringing up that example is great. It goes both ways. The licensed uh, insurance broker, but also the licensed financial guy, when to take out your retirement, when to keep working or not working. And again, it could cost you money if you make a wrong decision. Is that one of the bigger mistakes that you find people make, not knowing that or not paying attention to that, Bob? Absolutely. I don't think a lot of people even know about it. Yeah. So again, a licensed uh, financial guy with expertise in that incomes, and it's it's real important. Yeah, and and you know that's that even though you know it's one thing to take into consideration, even though maybe some. Some people who have, you know, most people on this podcast that have owned their homes for more than a year have, you know, interest rates, you know, in the twos or threes or even fours, you know, but it's still a consideration you have to take in is like, hey, do we pay off our our mortgage at a certain rate? Because that could increase your income. And, you know, the other thing that, you know, again, Tom and I have talked about in the past is if you have a sick uh, you know, if one spouse is sick, you have to understand that that Medicare Irma is just like your tax code. If your if one spouse dies, you get married filing jointly for that year of death, and then you go to single filer. And if you have all the same expenses that you did as a married couple, now as a widow or a widower, your Medicare premiums you can go from the first level, the lowest level, and you can increase your premiums three four hundred dollars a month. You know, depending on your income or or your expenses, which may dictate your income. So a lot of different variables, folks, you know, outside of just claiming Medicare that you have to take into consideration because the ultimate goal is to not only get the proper coverage, but to do it in the most cost efficient manner. Right. Uh, John, just a real quick, what you were just saying, uh, uh, just maybe to clear it up a little bit. If you're 
your income is X as a husband and wife, and then one passes away the following year, if that income coming in is the same, you're not you're filing as a single, not as a joint. And that's where that's where that cliff comes in that you were talking about earlier, because those those brackets are quite different for singles as they are for uh, couples. Yeah. Always simplifying things for me, Tommy. I know. Always well, sim- you're a simple guy, so I'm trying to. <laughs> so, yeah, like that. no, I mean, that's that's it. You go from you go you you if you compare those tax brackets, and if you look on Medicare.gov, they'll show you the tax brackets just like the tax brackets on the IRS.gov. And, you know, you're you have that one year of a married filing jointly and then it's single. So, you know, for a lot of people, they don't see a significant drop in expenses and in retirement for a lot of people outside of, you know, those who don't have pensions. If you're living off your IRAs or whatnot, your taxes are dictated on your expenses. So, you know, that's where planners, retirement planners like Tommy and I, we're taking into consideration, well, hey, we might want to, you know, before we get to these certain areas, we may want to reduce some of your expenses before we get to 65 because cost-wise it could be you know more beneficial long term is you know especially you know if you're looking at maybe increasing your tax liability for three or four years to pay off your house in your early 60s and now you have 20 years of uh you know Medicare premiums that are going to be lower uh because you don't have that extra expense. Yeah, don't do that. So <laughs> for compliance purposes, I'm ju- I'm not making a recommendation. I, I'm just yeah. throwing the idea was, out there. Yeah, that would well, no, it's I mean, that's yeah, compliance. Sorry. But that's I mean, we're just giving that as a hypothetical example. Right. Good, right. good Tommy. Way to pick that up. Too. <laughs> um, so, Tommy, you had mentioned, well, let's just kind of close out the the show here. Biggest mistakes. Some of the biggest mistakes, top three or four mistakes, Bob. Again, not doing your homework. You know, you're watching uh, Judge Judy in the middle of the afternoon and that uh, advertisement comes on for the free Medicare Advantage plan and the, the gold sneakers or whatever they're giving you. Don't name Make it. sure you do due diligence. Look at the network. Medicare Advantage plans, again, can be a great cost alternative. But if you can't use it, it's not going to help you. So please, please just make sure your providers that you want the most are in it. If not, just know that you need to be flexible and know that you're locked in till next year. Um, as far as the Medicare uh, supplements, again, try to uh, have your licensed professional do a run on the prescriptions. You can give them a prescription and they can run reports online to show you what your out-of-pocket costs. Because even within the same carrier, let's say you're using like an AARP, they have different levels of prescription coverage. And by plugging in that report, it'll tell you which one makes the most sense for you. So again, it's it, John, it's really about doing your homework and doing diligence, working with a licensed uh, insurance professional, talking to your retirement uh, investment guy, work with all the professionals. Again, in my world, it doesn't cost you a penny to use me. Uh, it, it's all taken care of by the insurance companies. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything. So Definitely use licensed professionals when you can. Hey, Bob, I just want to ask one last question. So using a licensed professional, right? What's your best advice for picking that licensed professional, right? What, what do people really have to look at when they're selecting a good uh, you know, Medicare broker? I think 
talking to your friends and finding out who they're comfortable with, having conversations with with one or two, you know, insurance uh, brokers, agents, you know, ask them about their their history, their their agency. Um, are they certified? You know, with with all the carriers that we represent, we we have to take a uh, an annual certification just to sell their products. So again, it, if you want to ask for references, you know, typically in a Medicare world, you don't get that. But talk to people, talk to your friends, your coworkers, and, and see if there's somebody they're comfortable with. Um, if not, have conversations with people and just just try to get a comfort level with them. Awesome. I'm well, all, hey, Bob, I, I'm uh, all questioned out. Yeah, no, that was uh, that was a great. Uh great great information and just to uh to hit on a couple last points medicare is going up tommy uh 5.9% yep premiums or the taxes this year social security cost of living adjustment is going up 3.2 so you got you a know, little bit of it's funny how the government gives with one hand and takes with the other it's it's kind of weird how they just like figure all that out for you yeah right <laughs> and that's special so well, Bob, uh, we appreciate uh, you coming on. And if anyone, uh, are you national? Uh, I mean, are you all 50 states or where, where are you guys doing business out of, Bob? Yeah, we're we're headquartered out of uh, Montville, New Jersey, but uh, we're licensed in, in, in all states and the states that we're not licensed. Um, we, we can get uh, licensed in every state. So, yeah, we, we have clients that are all over the country. Beautiful. Great, great. So with that, Bob. If anyone needs Medicare help, obviously, you know, Tom's got a a, a long history with uh, Tom Tyson and his group. So, uh, you know, and, and Tommy's uh, in seeing how Tommy vets and the people that he associates with. I know Tommy is very diligent and uh, he, he doesn't mess around. If you're if you're not doing in, in the same thing with me, if you're not doing uh, the clients right, he's not going to be <laughs> you're not going to be on this podcast and you're not going to be recommended. So Bob, if anyone needs Medicare help, how can they get in uh, contact with you? Well, to start, we, we appreciate the kind words. Um, Coastal Financial Group, uh, it's coastalfinancialgroup.com, or you can give us a call at 973-952-0300. And again, th that's what we just talked about, talking to people who you've done business with and you're comfortable with. We've had a long history with, with Tom uh, and yourself, so we appreciate it. Excellent. And we'll, we'll put all that information in show notes to everybody. Yeah. All right, folks. So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Retire Happy Podcast. We hope you got a lot out of this very important uh, topic of Medicare. And, uh, you know, Medicare, again, it's it's a big thing. You want you want to have the proper coverage and you want to do it with the most cost efficient you know, manner possible. So a lot to consider. Get and your license get professional. Yes. Yes. Get use your licensed professional and, uh, you know, make the right get, as we say, you know, let a professional help you ask the right questions and make the right decision folks. So until next time, Tommy, it's been a pleasure as always. Always a pleasure, John. Looking forward to it. our next guest is going to be, uh, Bill Rinaldi from security mutual life. And we're going to be talking about social security. Oh, uh, that, hey, 3.2 cola. There you go. Take it and give it, right? So, folks, uh, don't miss that next show. And uh, be sure to give Bob a call over at Coastal Financial Group. And until next time, folks, retire, retire happy. happy. Stay healthy. Take care. 
It's easy to get in touch with John and Thomas. If you're more on the West Coast, give John a call at 858-935-6210. That's 858-935-6210. Or go online to gosecurus.com. That's gosecurus.com. If you're more of an East Coaster, then call Thomas, 973-394-0623. That's 973-394-0623. And online at internationalfinancial.com. That's internationalfinancial.com. And you can, of course, always just check the description or the show notes section of today's show for all that contact information. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting apps, and we'll see you next time on the Retire Happy Podcast. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM, Securus Financial, and International Financial Advisory Group are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. The opinions expressed by John Iamarino, Thomas O'Connell, and guests on this show are their own and are based upon information considered reliable, although it should not be relied upon as such. Any statements or opinions are subject to change without notice. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator to determine future results. Any strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone. Information expressed does not take into account your specific situation or objectives and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Before acting on any information mentioned, please consult with a qualified tax or investment advisor to determine if it is suitable for your specific situation. This program is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subjects covered.